This is WRAL News at 7 with special coverage of coronavirus. Facts, not fear. So this is the main hallway. And you can see it's pretty empty. We have seen inside hospitals in other big cities. For the first time tonight, we're seeing inside one of our own emergency departments. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Deborah Morgan. And I'm David Crabtree. Tonight, one ER nurse treating COVID-19 patients daily video blogs her new normal and takes along all of us with her. We also have Durham Mayor Steve Schull joining us to talk about the latest measures there to flatten the curve. Statewide, let's take a look at the numbers. Currently, we are approaching 4,000 positive coronavirus cases. 84 people have died in North Carolina and 423 people with COVID-19 are in the hospital. All of these numbers are up since this time last week when we had just more than 2,200 cases, 25 deaths and 259 people in the hospital. And a number we are pleased to report and share with you tonight, the number of recoveries in North Carolina that are reported currently at 327. One of those is North Carolina State Treasurer Dale Falwell. He spoke with us today on the phone about how he had to fight to live. Hear from him this half hour. We start with Mark Boyle in Live Center with an alert for people who may have visited a local Walmart and Hardee's. Mark? If you were down in Fayetteville and visited that Walmart on Gillespie Street between April 1st and April 3rd, and you have symptoms, uh, Cumberland County investigators want you to be aware of the situation. Health Department is investigating this as well. This is the location of the Hardee's that is uh, where there's a case of the coronavirus. We'll zoom in here and give you an idea of where that is. So it's right here, and then just down the road is a Walmart. Give you a better idea with this map right here. Less than two miles away, so you have a coronavirus case at this Hardee's, and then you have one where an employee was sick at this Walmart less than two miles away. So there are those close proximity is right there. Julian Grace is working on this story tonight. We'll have much more as this develops. Cumberland County now reporting about 75 cases of confirmed COVID-19 tonight. Back to you. Since the beginning of this pandemic, Durham County has been among the first in the state and in central North Carolina to take more aggressive measures to try to stop the spread. Just this week, commissioners approved a plan to house more than 200 homeless people in a hotel at RTP. Joining us tonight is Durham Mayor Steve Schul. Mayor Schul, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to update us and our viewers. Thank you all so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Well, let's start with the housing contract announced yesterday. We know it was technically the county making this decision, but talk about why this was something they moved so quickly on. Yes, uh, this is very important. Uh, one of the things that we know is if you look around the country, uh, Dave and Deb, you see this. Uh, wherever there's congregate living, whether or not it be in a jail, in a prison, in a homeless shelter, in a nursing home, that's where the greatest danger is in terms of the spread of COVID-19. And it also uh, tends to be people, when you think about homeless people in our homeless shelters, who have a lot of other underlying factors that make COVID-19 even more dangerous for them. Uh, think about homeless people and you know the health uh, factors that are already existing in their lives. And so uh, making sure that these people were moved to a place uh, where they're now moved into hotels, where they're not sharing space, where they can be socially distanced, uh, there will be uh, food provided for them. There will be medical checks. Uh, all of those things will be happening at the hotel. And so uh, this was just super important. Our county commissioners uh, put up $1.5 million, roughly. Uh, we believe it will be FEMA. Uh, FEMA will 
that the federal government will uh, uh, you know, pay for this eventually, but uh, I appreciate the commissioner stepping up and it was a big effort by both city, county, and the folks at uh, Urban Ministries of Durham. Uh, next week, we will do the same with families moving forward. Our family shelter, it has fewer families, but they will also be moved as well. So this is just super important because these are among our most vulnerable. And you know, Mayor, next week also, those new statewide measures for nursing facilities, retailers, do take effect on Monday, as we saw with the stay-at-home order last month. Durham beat the state to the punch. Are you hearing concerns from retailers or from any of the nursing facilities? Um, you know, I haven't heard anything from nursing facilities because I think, honestly, most of these nursing facilities are already doing all of these things. Um, but from retailers, um, you know, our community is, is hurting. Um, so many people are out of work. There are so many businesses that are closed temporarily, and some are worried that because of thin cash margins, they may not be able to reopen. And so these are huge concerns. Um, I do think that what the governor did with these new retail um, uh, uh, constraints is absolutely right. Uh, it, there's no reason why the stores can't uh, operate as many of these big box retailers already are where people are limited. Uh, the number of people that are limit, limited that can come in at one time that you have to do social distancing uh, when you're in waiting in line. All these things that the governor has either required or recommended are absolutely right. And I don't believe we'll be getting uh, pushback on that. Mayor Schull, any other problem areas city and county leaders are considering taking action on right now? What's your most concerning um, idea uh, issue right now for you and other leaders as we close out yet another week? Yeah, um, gosh, you know, that's such a good question because it, it gets to the point which I think we're all seeing, which is this changes a lot. And we're all trying to be really responsive. It's very, you have to make these decisions with a real sense of humility because you're affecting people's lives. You're, on the one hand, I do feel like our stay at home order is saving lives. On the other hand, it's really affecting people's economically in a ways that are very difficult for them. So um, what I would say now, if I was to say the thing that I thought was most important at this point for our community, it's for, it's for people to uh, begin to, if those that are not wearing masks, and these, I'm talking about homemade masks. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have mine right here with me. I, I wear it whenever I go to the grocery store. Um, try to stay home is, you know, stay home. That's the first message. But if you are in a place where you're not staying home, where you have to go to the grocery store, or the pharmacy, or work, if you are in a place where you're going to be near anyone else, people really need to mask up and uh, cover your nose and your mouth. And um, as again, and again, you know, we're not talking about medical grade masks here. We're, we're talking about homemade masks. There's lots of people are making them all over the place and 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 you know, making them available very inexpensively. You can see a, uh, you know, my wife was making them yesterday out of patterns from the internet. You know, they're available. I really believe that the new guidance on masks is going to be really important as a next step. Um, we may have other requirements that we need to have as well, but I think that right now it's people masking up anytime you're going to be uh, near other people. I think that would be super. Mayor, a few weeks ago in the town hall, we talked about the hospitals in Raleigh and Durham and Chapel Hill. Let's talk about Duke, the hospitals there. Uh, how do you sense personnel is doing there. We know research is going on at an exponentially fast rate right now, but there's so many people working in the medical community together there, uh, trying to keep their spirits up, trying to keep their physical conditions up. What are they telling you? 
Oh, that's so important. Um, you know, a year ago, you all will remember this, a year ago today, during the 150th anniversary, we had that explosion, that gas explosion. And our frontline folks were our firefighters and they were heroes. And now a year later, we have new heroes. And those heroes are our healthcare workers, not just our doctors and our nurses, but our respiratory therapists and everybody else who's really on the front line in our hospitals. We Can you believe that we have Duke Hospital at this time, one of the most amazing health uh, institutions in, in the world. We're so lucky here in Durham, but we have to protect them. We have to protect our frontline workers. Uh, and that means that all of us have to stay home so that they can be safe. I am just so impressed by the job that Duke has done. They had, they had practiced for this kind of thing. They had modeled it. I mean, this is something that they do. Um, and so they've been very ready. Um, they are of course in need of more PPEs, uh, as every institution is, but relative to a lot of other institutions, there are a lot of other hospitals, they're in pretty good shape. Um, they are, they have amazing healthcare to offer there. We already have uh, healthcare workers uh, who have contracted COVID-19. Um, and that's very worrisome. We have to protect our healthcare workers. So we all have to stay home because those hospital workers, they're there for us in the hospital. We have to stay home for them. Uh, it's, it's super important. But I, in answer to your question, I think that we are as well served as we could be by our hospital and the, and the people that work here. Mm -hmm. Mayor Shul, you brought up the gas explosion gas. from one year ago. We know some businesses in the area were ready to open their doors before all this happened. If we weren't talking about coronavirus, how would you say mm -hmm. the city is doing one year after this explosion? Well, you know, it's really hard to separate it from the coronavirus. I mean, Durham is a city that has been on such an amazing roll. I, I know you all know that as well as I do. You're here and you see it. Um, not everyone has shared in our prosperity in Durham, our newfound prosperity, but by and large, we have done, uh, we have just, our city is really thriving. Um, we need everyone to be able to share in that prosperity and that's our challenge. And now the COVID-19 virus has made that harder because uh, in the news, as you all know, and have covered, um, COVID-19, we used to say, you know, it was an equal opportunity virus. It isn't really because, uh, because of underlying health conditions, because of who's, on the, who's doing some of the frontline jobs. Uh, COVID-19 has fallen more seriously, both in health and, and in economic impacts on communities of color and uh, migrant, in, 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 in our migrant communities. And so our immigrant communities. And so, you know, th that is something that will be a long-term effect that I think we're going to all have to deal with. Um, once we get through this, and I know we will get through this, we will get through this. Um, we will, you know, be back to trying to make our community the wonderful prosperous place that we know it can be and, and include everybody in that. That's our challenge. And we will. Mayor Shul, we so appreciate your time. You're in the middle of Passover. We hope that you're taking time for yourself and your family to reflect as well as the time to lead your city. Uh, thanks for the insight. All the best to you, and we look forward to talking with you again. Durham Mayor Steve Shule. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you. The silence inside St. Peter's Basilica on Good Friday, best described today as deafening. Pope Francis prayed with only roughly two dozen cardinals, bishops, and aides in his presence. 
He was the only one to kiss the crucifix at the end of the service. The Vatican, normally full of thousands of worshipers on Good Friday. Tonight, the Pope led the way of the cross procession in an empty St. Peter's Square. Incredible to see just how different this looks compared to years past. Weekend worshipers will look a lot different here as well. Coming up next, how you can watch them over the weekend here on WREL. Plus, finding a job during a pandemic, it's possible. A local tech CEO joins us live to explain. Plus, the coronavirus patients look just like every patient we see. A local nurse on the front lines documents her new normal in the ER. Still ahead. This is WRAL News special coverage. Facts, not fear. The holy name of Jesus Cathedral here in Raleigh would normally be packed for services today. It was online for most of us, just one of the many houses of worship making big changes this holy week. Bishop Zorama there with some of the staff. On Sunday, we'll be showing services at Hayes Barton Baptist in Raleigh. They'll be at 11 on WRAL and Fox 50. You can find a complete listing of services online on our website. With the unfortunate unemployment numbers we continue to report, it might not seem like there are jobs. However, you do have options. One field is the tech industry. You may have seen this story on WRL TechWire this week. Tonight, we're joined by Jessica Mitch, co-founder and CEO of Momentum. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. Jessica, let's start with the tech companies overall and how critical their role is during this time. We're certainly seeing them step up. Absolutely. And right now, the benefit of technology is that we can continue to work in this time. We are seeing, you know, Thomas Friedman has referred to our current period in history as the age of acceleration. And that is so true right now as we are all facing uh, this epidemic or pandemic with coronavirus. And uh, tech companies are really able to continue to work. So my company, for example, has shifted our entire operations really quickly and easily thanks to tools like Slack and Zoom. And we're keep working and we have uh, other companies in our industry and in town that are still hiring. And what is your advice for people looking for a job? Right now, uh, it can be tricky to look for a job because the process for hunting for a job has slowed down. So the most important thing that you can do if you're job seeking right now is first, leverage your personal network, get out there and talk to those people that you know already. They are going to be the, the, the biggest help that you have in finding a job. And second is to be really creative. Your network is how you get work. So the people that you know as a first step is great, but you also will need to expand that network to find a new job. And right now that looks like doing things like this. Uh, joining uh, meetup groups and things that are meeting online. You know, many tech companies had employed working from home before the virus. How important is it that you have a willingness to telecommute if you're looking for a job? It's incredibly important that everybody right now recognizes that we are all learning quickly and being flexible. So in any job in 2020 and beyond, you're going to have to pick up new skills. You're going to have to try new things. And while we're in this period, there's a lot of opportunity to experiment. So don't be afraid to try something new uh, and pick up the skills so that you can be more relevant in the digital space. 
Jessica, you talked about momentum and how you've still been continuing to operate despite the challenges that we're having. But we were just talking about off camera here how difficult it is because we're missing the social interaction. So how are you continuing to keep your employees socially connected? Yeah, well, it is common in the tech industry to have what we call a stand up. And a stand up is an event that happens at the beginning of the day where everybody talks about what they're going to work on that day and plans their day out. And our team, uh, we, we do training. And so we're actively involved with people all day long. So we've taken that daily stand-up concept into a daily sit-down uh, so that we can get together and do what we would usually do in our office at the end of the day, which is reflect on the day, talk about the things that we've learned. So we're just doing that now over Zoom. You have to be flexible, like you said. Jessica Mitch, co-founder and CEO of Momentum Learning. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us. Well, for the thank first so time, much. Whoops, I'm sorry about that. For the first time in our area, we are able to take you inside one of our local hospitals in this pandemic. Sarah Wheeler is an ER nurse at Duke Regional and treating coronavirus patients every day and is now taking time out of her busy shift to document for you to see. So this is one of our empty rooms right now. We do have a few empty rooms. Overall, our census lately has been lower. Um, seems like a combination of folks who are frankly scared to come to the hospital and some folks who are taking advantage of telemedicine options in the community. Um, and I hope not too many people who are just suffering at home when they really need us. I hope people come here when they need us. Um, the coronavirus patients look just like every patient we see. Um, some folks we're seeing, they come in and they are slam dunk. You're gonna get a test. We know that we need to rule you out. Um, some folks come in for completely unrelated, uh, you know, regular emergency department reasons and we find out thereafter they have a fever or we find out that their test x-ray looks concerning. Um, so we're getting to the point where we essentially are approaching every patient as a possible patient that we need to wear PPE for and take precautions for. Um, so it's the majority of our patients that we're seeing, especially today. Um, it's been kind of a gradual ramp up. I think last weekend it was not to this point. Um, what we're seeing this week is, you know, we're still coping and we're still doing our thing and everybody's fine. We have sufficient staff, uh, but pretty much all the patients are, um, we're having that conversation about whether they need a test. Um, we're all ready for whatever is going to happen. We're, you know, sometimes it's just we're nervous about when. Understandably so. Mm -hmm. What amazing access there. Wheeler lives in Hillsboro. Is a mother of three, including a six-month-old. We expect to hear from her a lot more next week. Well, I echo her worry that people are suffering at home. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that is not the case. Mm -hmm. Coming up, our state treasurer talks to WRAL about his road to recovery. This is WRAL News special coverage. Facts, not fear. 
He has had a tough go of it. However, State Treasurer Dale Falwell is among those now recovering from COVID-19. He spoke with WRL today about his battle. This is a uh, equal opportunity offender. <laughs> it can affect anyone and um, and and don't take breath for granted. And about three o'clock on Tuesday morning, three o'clock a.m., I, I woke up and and sort of had a, a Shawshank Redemption moment, made decision that there was a, a battle going on in my chest. And if I did not want to go to the next phase of this, which unfortunately a lot of people go into, that uh, I had to start breathing and concentrating in such a way so that my immune system and the strength of my lungs could start winning against the virus. Boy, he's remarkably gosh, strong. Glad he's doing so well. You can hear it in his voice. Still coughing. Uh, yes, and uh, those of us who know the treasurer know that he is a, a strong guy and a fighter. Uh, Dale, we wish you well. Very he's much so. Beat this for sure. Thank you so much for watching our 7 o'clock news on WRAL. We will continue to bring these special 7 o'clock updates with in-depth reporting you won't find anywhere else next week. And as we sign off tonight on this Good Friday, a glimpse inside the WRAL Azalea Gardens, something our founder, A.J. Fletcher, would be so proud of to see tonight. Hopefully he's watching. Thanks for making us your choice. Have a great weekend.